Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yeah, the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will appoint one for you. Do you understand your rights? And the wolf is at your door. You're running so This episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast may contain descriptions of acts of violence or that of a sexual nature and should be for people that are 18 years or older. Heed my warning, people. I do not get the facts of these cases off of the Internet or for some television show. The facts I'm retelling you were presented to me by the victims of the crimes or the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victims. My descriptions of the crime scenes, what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. As always, I'm your host, Woody Overton. And the story I'm going to be telling you today is really freaking hard to hear. It goes back all the way to my first episode on Real Life Real Crime, which was Double Clutch, which was David and Christina Constance who raped all the kids and got away with it for many years. Very hard to hear, right? Nobody wants to think about their kids being raped. Um, This story today was brought to my attention by the defense attorney, Jasper Brock, and so I started to research it and, and look it up. And a lot of the facts I'm going to be reading to y'all are from Justa. And Justa is the place where when someone who's convicted, they appeal like they always do. And Justa list out all the, the factual allegations of the crime. And then they go into the appeals process and say whether they approve the appeal or not. Right. But my heart goes out to all these victims and their families, and this is a horrible case, and it's going to be hard to hear. Heed the warning, people. There is nothing easy to hear about this case, but it's real life and real crime. And I'm going to name it Fire Chief, okay? 
So way back in October 2010, now y'all, by this time, I'd been going to Louisiana State Police as a criminal investigator for three years approximately. But in October of 2010, they had a mom who discovered some disturbing texts on Facebook from her daughter. Now, as in the Constance case, I'm only going to use initials for the victims in this case because they don't deserve to be re-traumatized. And also, most of them are juveniles when it occurred, although I'm sure they're all adults now. But in October 2010, there was a mom who had a 13-year-old, and we'll call the 13-year-old R.B., the initials. And mom's doing what moms do, right? Kind of scrolling through R.B.'s Facebook stuff and finds out that R.B. has been talking to a guy named Franklin Dale Church. And y'all, I knew this guy. He was a fire chief in Holden, Louisiana. Okay. Um, I've, the volunteer fire departments I always tell you about back then, the, if, if I was in uniform patrol and there was a vehicle crash, they would come out and work the scenes and direct traffic and, of course, render assistance or whatever. But then, you know, we had house fires, working structure fires we would respond to. Fire departments would be there. These volunteers would show up. Best people in the world, most of them. But this guy was the chief, okay? And I knew him, and I I knew him before he was chief. Um, worked with him on many, many, many different occasions, whether it's a medical or a house fire or a vehicle crash or whatever, the, the, you know, he was there. And all accounts, likable guy, right? Um, serving the public, doing what he could do to help them. Pretty much had that air that he just was a great guy and a public servant, if you will. But... In October 2010, this mom's looking in the, her RB's Facebook stuff, and she sees that the, her 13-year-old daughter has been talking to Franklin Dell Church on Facebook. Now, Church was 44 years old at the time, okay? The girl was 13. Enough said, right? But the mom read a text on her daughter's cell phone, on Arby's cell phone from church. And the text, church told R.B. to delete the text between them. R.B.'s mom, suspicious, as any mother would be, so she did the right thing. She called the police. Cops go to her home in Livingston, Louisiana. Now, this would be the town of, y'all, and they have their own police department, their chief is Randy Dufresne. Uh, he and I used to work together hand-in-hand hand every night when I was in uniform patrol. Great guy. He worked for the sheriff's office for a long time, and then he became chief of the town of Livingston. Great cop. No-nonsense guy. The old-school cop, right? I can tell you the times we having to fight bad guys and stuff like that, and he always had my back. Then, when he gets to be chief of Livingston— he takes what was, I hate to say, it was a small department. I think they only had a couple full-time officers in the chief. But he turned this place around. He hires more officers. He trains them. He makes sure they're squared away. And good guy turned that department into a great department. And he's all about the law, okay? And been a friend of mine for over 20 years. But in 2010, the cops, his guys go out to meet with Arby's mother. And they go to her home. And one of the cops read a text from church on Arby's cell phone asking her if she was a virgin. Okay? Well, that sets off a lot of alarms. That and on top of the text where he says, delete all our shit. Because he knew he was fucking doing wrong. So the Livingston police began to watch RB's Facebook account and they got logged in, et cetera. And they observed that church 
was writing to R.B., the 13-year-old, and asking to meet her. And he asked her if she could walk outside of her house so that he could see her. And Church told R.B., hey, you do this, and I'll give you some cigarettes if you give me some sex. Cigarettes in exchange for sexual activity, right, on a 13-year-old. So what do the cops do? They get together. They 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 know this is going down. Um, Church has asked the victim to come out and, and meet her and gave the location. And said, so the cops respond, and they set it up. Like they're acting like they're RB. Church thinks he's going to get some sex from this 13 year old for a pack of smokes. So they set it up. And the cops acting as, as if they were RB, the Livingston officers, uh, said that they would meet Church at the ballpark near her home, y'all. That's in the town of Livingston. So Chief Randy Dufresne and Officer Wade Stanberry is another great guy uh, who were both with the Livingston Police Department. And then at the time, he was a corporal, Calvin Bowden from the Sheriff's Office. Now, y'all have heard me talk about Calvin on so many episodes. We were partners uh, in some of the biggest cases ever. And Calvin is a no-nonsense guy. Now he's he's a polygraphist and sits on the state polygraph board and everything else. But... If you were a victim, you wanted Calvin Bowden to work your case, all right? He was going to get shit done, and he was going to do it correctly, and he was going to do it better and cleaner, and he was going to get a conviction. Now, Randy was the same way, Randy Chief Dufresne. Um, so they get together, and they go to the ballpark at the time that church is supposed to meet R.B. So they roll up into the ballpark, and they see – Church parked in his work truck, and he was parked facing R.B.'s house. When they roll up on him, he's sitting in the truck. He's got his laptop open, sitting in his lap. He looks up. He sees Calvin and Chief Dufresne and and Officer Stanberry, and he immediately slams his laptop computer Closed and he tossed it on the passenger seat, puts his vehicle in reverse and attempted to get the fuck out, right? But they had him hemmed in. You weren't dealing with rookies, right? My boys had him hemmed in, had him blocked in, and he couldn't get out. They order him out of the vehicle, out of his work truck, and he refused. At first, he refused, but then when when he got out, they went to put him in handcuffs. He was like, fuck you. Okay, and let me tell you about that. The most dangerous time for a cop when dealing with a suspect is when you go to put the handcuffs on. And generally, they will let you get that first one on, and that's when they fight. And then if you lose control of them, they now have a weapon on their wrist. One cuff is connected. The other one, if they're swinging at you, you got a piece of metal coming at your head, the other cuff, right? So, but again, he's not dealing with rookies. And he was like, fuck you, not being cuffed. And fight was on, right? He resisted totally. And now you got three on one. They're fighting him. Uh, They go to get down. And one of them takes out their freeze plus P and douses his ass down. Now, I told you all about freeze plus P. It's, It's tear gas and mace mixed together. And it's the gift that keeps on giving. You get sprayed with that shit in for the first 30, 45 seconds, it burns, but you're thinking, oh, I'm, I'm good. I can still handle this. But as it progresses, it, it makes your eyes involuntarily shut, and it feels like you're getting pounded in the face with bricks that are on fire. Then it makes you feel like you can't breathe, like you're drowning. And very effective tool. This asshole's already fighting. And when that happens, you've got to affect the rush. You can't let him go. You've got to get into the fight you got to use what tools you have on hand, and they use the Freeze Plus P, and eventually, once it kicked in and they're fighting him, they were able to get him in handcuffs. After this, y'all, when I say fight him, they went to the ground. 
Okay. He's fist fighting three of them. And it's hard to put somebody in handcuffs that doesn't want to go into handcuffs. I've had like five cops on one guy that's fighting for everything. And shit, it, it takes time. Even with the freeze. Now, you spray the freeze plus P, you're getting affected with it too. The officers all would have had to breathe it, but thank God they've been through the training and how to fight in it. And part of the training is they spray you with it, and then you have to put hands on a fake suspect and actually affect an arrest, put handcuffs on them. So they train you on it. So you, you know when you use it, you're going to get some of the effects from it, and they did. Now, Church, he fights them all the way to the ground. They spray him. Finally, get him some dude and get him put under arrest, okay? What do they do then? Naturally, they get the warrants, and they seize his laptop computer from his truck. But when they're searching the truck, they also find a pair of handcuffs and a condom wrapper and a brand-new pack of Marlboro Smooth menthol cigarettes and guess what church didn't smoke remember the text hey rb you come outside give me some sex i'll give you i'll bring you a pack of smokes right because you're 13 they arrested him and took him to jail and guess what happens he bonds out I love that sound. Oh, that sound makes me smile. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business, so upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. Believe me, this podcast started out selling t-shirts and hats, and today we're selling everything from cups to bumper stickers, and we're not stopping there because success is a million milestones on a forever evolving path. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. You can reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Synchronize your online and in-person sales. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash R-L-R-C, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash R-L-R-C right now. That's shopify.com slash R-L-R-C. On part of the bonding procedure, he would have had a no-contact order to stay away from the victim, who is R.B., right, the 13-year-old. So that goes down. He's out on bond. But in early 2012, Church and R.B. start texting and communicating again on Facebook, but they were using bogus names on their accounts, okay? R.B. is 13, y'all. I don't know if she thought she was in love with the guy or whatever. She's getting shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? <laughs> I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro Pro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro Pro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, 
runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use AstroPro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those rows, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. AstroPro and go. It's springtime, boys. The grass is green, the birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation. And we know from the stories we cover that this is not exactly the time to take the family to the Caribbean. You don't want to end up in the middle of some cartel drug shootout. So this year, it's time to take an international journey. And of course, a big international trip is just one reason to learn a new language with Rosetta Stone. You might have a different one. Maybe you want to connect with family or friends living overseas. Maybe you want to acquire a new skill for work or better understand a certain culture. Rosetta Stone has helped me have fun with my mother and at least have partial conversations in Italian after only a few lessons. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and many more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. No English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Intuitive process, you pick up a language naturally. Designed for long-term retention. Speech recognition. The true accent feature is like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Sayonara. Attention. I don't know. It doesn't matter. This is two years later. She begins sneaking out of her house and has sex. Vaginal, oral, and church even attempted anal sex but couldn't complete it. But she would sneak out. He's still in his truck and he's having vaginal and oral sex with her and, and tries to penetrate her anally but is unsuccessful. This progresses in RB begins meeting church at his house in Holden, Louisiana. And he continued to have sex with her. I, you, you, you know what? You can't say sex. He was fucking raping her. Even if she consents, you can't consent when you're 13 years old. You know, you might think you're in love and all this, whatever It's bullshit. It's rape. He's a punk ass rapist. Um, but say they start doing it at his house. All right. So what happens is RB's mom learned what RB was doing. And this time she found it through the Kindle and they were texting back and forth through the Kindle. And y'all Kindle is, is where you download books and all that from Amazon. I have one myself, voracious reader, but I didn't, I didn't even know you could use it for this, but her mom is suspicious and finds the text. And again, she calls the police. What do they do? They come out this time, and anytime you are called out on a child sex case, the parents say whatever, or whoever, the guardians say whatever they think happened. The first thing you do is schedule a child advocacy center interview for the victim, okay, or a CAC. And I've told you about this before. And they bring the child in, and it could be from four years old up to 17 years old. You, the CAC center was in Livingston, town of. You would go in as a law enforcement officer, and you would watch on closed-circuit television from a back room. 
they bring the victim in to this nondescript room, uh, has kids, toys in it, and different chairs. And the forensic interviewer will start out the interview by asking the child basic questions. What's your name? How old are you? Um, tell me about your family. Do you have any brothers and sisters? And kind of, you know, get them to relax a little bit. And, and they tell them who they are. You know, I'm an interviewer um, for the CAC. And I talk to kids every day, some that have had bad things that happened to them and some that haven't. And the one thing I want you to do today is tell me the truth. And now y'all, they're trained forensic interviewers and they can't ask leading questions, okay? Because the defense attorney tear that shit up. So they establish that the victim knows the difference between right and wrong. They'll ask like, okay, I need to, you know, do you know what a lie is? Yes. Okay. So if I told you these walls in here were black, would that be the truth or a lie? Victim says, it's a lie. Interviewer says, why? Victim says, because the walls are pink. Great. You're establishing that they know what they're doing. Very important when this goes on later for court. And every one of these is, is videotaped, y'all. And the interviewer has a earpiece in their ear and law enforcement can that think there's something they missed or they want the victim to expound upon they can whisper it basically or say it into the interviewer's ear and the interviewer will if they can if it's not against whatever rules and the training they have they'll get that question in so basically on this one you would think that rb She's been having this ongoing relationship. She might protect him. I've had a lot of cases where this happened, y'all, where the victims didn't want to didn't want to say what happened because they thought they were in love or whatever it may be. Actually, I, this this interview was at the CAC in Denham Springs. Uh, RV, she opened up. She told everything. She spilled the beans. She described all the sex acts that her and Church had done. I mean, she just told about all of them, and it was a lot, okay? And it's too much to go into here. I'm not going to go into the details. But they, remember, it's it's vaginal, oral, and attempted anal. And she tells about all the times that they did it and then how it went from the truck to his house, et cetera. But what do you do as the detective that's investigating the case? You take that, naturally you're going to get a warrant and get a warrant signed by a judge and get him arrested or whatever. So that happens. Church's Franklin Dell Church's attorney is Jasper Brock, and I just had him on for the conclusion of Mo, um, and he brought this case to my attention. And I'm going to have him on to testify, not to testify. I'm going to have him on to tell the the complete story, all the stuff. And he told me he said Woody. Uh, he was actually Christina Constance's lawyer. Also, he said Woody, you think. David and Christina Constance were bad. He said, this is the only defendant that I ever had that I think is worse than both of them put together. So Jasper's going to come on to the conclusion of this and tell y'all the the goods, if you will. The trial comes around, y'all, um, and they, the prosecution's ready. Charlotte Hebert was a prosecutor. She's was jammed up. She's now a judge. Um, with a different last name, but the she would have been ready. And of course, they went out and they, they interviewed uh, church's family members and other victims, etc. But some of them reached some of it. So in trial, church's sister and three of his female cousins testified, all four as witnesses. They're now adults, and they testified that when they were kids. Franklin Dale Church sexually abused them and that the abuse lasted for years. One of them, whose initials I'll call VO, um, was a friend of Church's son, also testified at trial. And according to VO's testimony, she said when she was 13 years old, she was inside Church's house when Church came up to her and began fondling her. He then pulled off her shorts and underwear and inserted a sexual device into her vagina. You believe that? That goes now. Remember, RB's 13, too. These people are coming forward and saying, hey, Franklin Dale Church has been doing this his entire life. The 
problem with it is, y'all, like it was with Double Clutch, it's hard to catch the smart pedophile. They groom their victims. They they know what they're doing. And they certainly think they're smarter than anyone else. And, and Church being the fire chief, that is, every time he went out and got to work with the cops and shit, he's laughing inside. He's thinking, ha ha, I'm smarter than y'all. Y'all think I'm this great guy, but I'm raping everybody, right? Before the trial, they had a prayer hearing, and I'll let Jasper explain that to y'all. And three of Church's female cousins, again, testified that he regularly sexually abused them. And y'all, I'm talking about rape, oral, anal, vaginal. One of them, whose initials were ST, said when she was three years old, Franklin Dale Church molested her. He tried to vaginally penetrate her, but he couldn't do it. Three-year-old, okay? Now, people would say, oh, how's a three-year-old remember? They can remember. You better damn well believe it. And it might, she may have been a little bit older. But I had a four-year-old in a murder case pick the bad guy out of the lineup in a heartbeat. And so it's everybody's different. When she was very, very young, Frank and Dale Church tried to put his penis in her vagina, and it wouldn't fit. But in 1986, when she was 12 years old, Franklin Dale Church was 19 at the time, 19 or 20. He molested her and tried to have sex with her. Even when Franklin Dale Church got married. Now, y'all, marriage is just another cover-up. It's like being fire chief. It's like double-clutch Constance. He was married. They make a shit. That's just a cover. And that's another layer of the onion of protection, if you will, on the bad shit that they do. It's, it's another smokescreen. But even when he was married, he would still ask ST to come spend the night so he could have sex with her or sexually abuse her, right? Another victim, DM, testified that when she was seven years old, Church tried to vaginally penetrate her, but he couldn't do it. And there were many more incidents of sexual abuse. But the last time was when she was 14 years old and Church was 20 or 21 years old. I bet you, besides the ones I'm going to tell you about, I bet you there were so many more victims. And a lot of times victims don't want to come forward and admit that they've been right. And, and this person didn't just rape them and, and send them home crying. He would have groomed them. He would have told them that he loved them or... Sometimes it you know, maybe threats. If you go home, you tell this is our secret. You go home, you tell anybody, then I'm gonna get in trouble. I'm gonna go to prison, but your parents are gonna go to prison. Blah blah blah. Whatever. It, it's all I've seen it so many times, and it'll never get any less sickening than it is. Period. CS actually testified the defendant began molesting her when she was three or four, and the sexual acts included Franklin Dale Church performing oral sex on CS. The sexual abuse by him continued on CS for years, y'all. Why? Because he he would have done the tickle monster thing, if you will, to to beginning the agreement of the victims and once, you know, puts his hand down their pants or whatever it may be and they don't go and tell on him, then he knows he's got another mark, if you will. And he's going to do it and do it and do it and do it. But look, listen to all these different victims. Franklin Dale Church's sister, T.H., also testified at the prayer hearing. And again, I'm going to have Jasper Rock tell you all about this. According to T.H., Franklin Dale Church began sexually abusing her when she was six years old. And he was about 12. In 1989, when T.H. was 16 year olds, 16 years old, she moved in with him and his wife because her parents were moving to Tennessee. Holy shit. I bet you Franklin Dale Church loved that arrangement. And during the next few months, or during the few months that TH lived with Franklin Dale Church, he raped her numerous times in every way that you can be raped people orally vaginally, etc. It just shows where the fire she's mind is, right? Back to the trial. 
RB testified in 2010 when she was 13. She and Dale Church began communicating with each other on Facebook and through texting. By 2012, after Church had bailed out of jail and was ordered to stay away from her, he used a fake name on Facebook to keep in touch with her. R.B. began sneaking out of the house to meet the defendant in his truck where he would have oral and vaginal sex with her. She's a baby, y'all. On one occasion, he attempted anal sex. Couldn't make it work. Eventually, R.B. began meeting him at his house where they continued to have sex. And according to R.B., they had sex more than a dozen times. More than a dozen times, people. And that's all types of sex. B.O. testified at trial that she was a friend of Church's son. When B.O. was 13 years old, she was riding four-wheelers with Church's son. She got overheated, so she went inside Franklin Dale Church's house to cool down. And as she sat on the couch, Church sat down beside her and began groping her. He put his hands down her shirt and shorts and asked her if it felt good. She tried to push him away, but could not. Church then pulled her shorts and underwear down. He went to his room and came back with a toy that looked like a penis. He put the toy inside her vagina. She finally pushed him away, got dressed, and went outside. It's crazy, y'all. The um, three cousins and the sister all admitted they had not reported the matter to the authorities. And further, when they did say anything, they were punished as liars or instigators by their aunt, Frank Hundell Church's mother or grandmother. It came out that the sexual crimes against Frank Hundell Church's three cousins and his sister over several years started when they were all young and lasted for several years, okay? In all the cases, Church molested his victim and had or attempted to have sexual and or intercourse with her. In all these cases, Franklin Dale Church knew or was friendly with his victims and used that familiarity to take advantage of them. For many years, Franklindale Church exhibited a clear pattern of behavior made manifest by the continuity and consistency with which the other crimes were committed. His predilection to pedophilic activities appeared long-standing and firmly entrenched. Arby's mom testified that when she discovered Arby was still talking to church, she took Arby to Florida at the end of June of 2012. And while in Florida, Arby's mom found Arby in the bathroom using the Kindle I told you all about to communicate with church. Arby's mom looked at the Kindle text and noticed Arby was calling the defendant daddy, the defendant being Franklin Dale Church, daddy. R.B. confirmed in her own testimony that she called Church Daddy because Church wanted her to. When they returned back home, R.B.'s mother turned over R.B.'s cell phone to Sergeant Jennifer Duet with the Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office. Y'all, she works, or she used to work child crimes. She's super sharp, super awesome. Um, during the trial, Sergeant Duet testified she became involved in the investigation of church in July 2012 when Arby's mom gave her Arby's cell phone. 
Sergeant Duet looked through the text messages. She testified she saw some text messages between R.B. and Church where R.B. was calling Church Daddy. They were very sexual, very sexually explicit in nature. And R.B. testified that during this four-month period, March 1, 2012, to June 30, 2012, when she was having sex, it's not sex, y'all, she's being raped, but when she was having sex with Church, they were also sexting. And I'm a... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done read y'all a little bit of the sexting text messages, okay? And this came from direct examination between the prosecutor and RB during the trial. So the question is, okay, this is the prosecutor. Okay, I got it. That's all right. So now tell us about daddy. The answer from RB was, we got in an argument, I think, and he just said, from now on, I want you to call me daddy. I was just like, yes, daddy. And at that point, I was at, and I was really mad because she was reading my text, but she didn't know who I was talking to. And that's RB talking about her mom, y'all. Question from the prosecutor. And how would he speak to you? RB answers. Sometimes he would be nice Sometimes he wouldn't. Prosecutor. When you say he wouldn't sometimes, wouldn't sometimes be nice or be a prosecutor? What would he say to you? Or be says, I don't know if I can say that. Now, y'all, this is an open court. Actually, not open court because. Um, juveniles, they would, they would kick the general public out, but it's in front of a jury and, and in front of people R.B. didn't fucking know. So the prosecutor says, what? R.B. says, I don't know if I can say that. Prosecutor says, just say it to me. R.B. says, sometimes he would either call me a slut or a whore or a bitch. Charlotte, prosecutor says, and would you say anything back to him when he would call you that? What would be going on that he would call you that? R.B. says, sometimes it was just when we're having sex. Or sometimes it would be if we were sexting. Or, prosecutor cuts in and says, did you ever tell him that you didn't want to be called that? And R.B. says, I just did. Whatever. I was told it's fucking crazy, y'all. That I mean, when you hear this real stuff, and there's so much more to it. And, um, you hear this real stuff; it's so sick to think that there are people out there that are the devil, like Franklin Dale Church, that raped all these babies and probably a whole lot more than I'm telling you about. Um, and he got away with it 
for his whole entire life. Back to it, um, R.B. says, at first she had oral and attempted anal sex with Church in his vehicle, and eventually, the same thing I told y'all, she, she began meeting him at his house, where at different times, Church engaged R.B. in vaginal, anal, and oral sex. So now he's able to penetrate her anal, y'all. R.B. testified that they had sex 13 or 14 times, and R.B.'s mom discovered R.B. had both of her nipples pierced. Think about that. I have two grown daughters now. If they ever came home at 13 years old with their nipples pierced, I'm going to kill a motherfucker. But R.B. explained this to her mom. And she said that Franklin Dell Church had pierced them for her because he liked body jury. I mean, it just goes on and on. To, I mean, you're going to pierce her nipples? Holy shit. That's like you getting away. He's pushing the envelope, pushing the envelope. He's got away. He, fuck, he's out on bond for it. He has a no contact order. Would have been, hey, that's stopping new. He's having sex with her, anal, vaginal, oral. He even pierced her nipples. Now, I don't think anybody is going to, well, I mean, obviously people get their nipples pierced, but I don't think any kid is just going to voluntarily have their nipples pierced. That shows the control he had over her. And remember, he calls her a bitch, a slut, and a whore, and she has to call him daddy. Okay, I'm going to end this episode, and it'll only be one more when I have Jasper Brock on, so I don't know where y'all are going to get this, but I'm going to read you an article from the WFB. This is after the articles about him being arrested and everything else, but this is the opening statements and testimony. The name of the article is Opening Statements and Testimony Beginning the Trial of Franklin Dale Church, and it's published on June 12, 2013. It says, Livingston, Louisiana. Opening statements and testimony got underway Wednesday Morning in the trial of a former fire chief facing multiple sex charges. Franklin Dale Church of Holden is charged with nine counts of indecent behavior with juveniles. He is the former fire chief of Holden. Eleven people testified Wednesday. Several are relatives of church who claimed he molested them when he was about 17. Family members say that they can remember inappropriate things happening when they were as young as five. One family member testified Church would peek through a window to watch her take a bath or try and convince her to get naked with him. She says he would tell her, don't worry, we're just playing a game. Another relative testified that Church would corner her and shove her against the wall and touch her. He told me I was his girlfriend and I should like it. She testified. The father of some family members testified he threatened church with castration. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's chief medical officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have double, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Another witness said when Church's mother caught him fondling one of the girls, Church's mother told the girl, boys will do that. Boys will do what you let them. And you know, boys will be boys. That bitch should have been on trial too, if she was alive. Article continues. 
The mother of a 13-year-old victim testified her daughter received messages on Facebook and text messages from church. She says the text said things like, does your mother know who you're texting? Are you deleting these messages? Do you know you're hot? Can you meet me in 20 minutes? She also testified that last year her daughter told her church put a dog collar on her, covered her with a sheet, and whipped her. The trial is taking place at the Livingston Parish Courthouse. A jury made up of seven people, four women, and three men will decide church's fate. According to the Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office, the charge stemmed from acts that happened between March 2012 and June 2012 with a 14-year-old female and an indecent with a 13-year-old girl in December of 2009. Church was released from jail in January 2012, stemming from a November 2010 arrest where he's charged with 101 counts of indecent behavior with a juvenile and one count of pornography involving a juvenile. The charges were dismissed because of the statute of limitations. Wow. Crazy, right? I worked with this fuckstick. You know? But you never know what people do behind closed doors. This dude had been doing it his whole life. And when his family members told his mama, she said, mm, boys will be boys. They're going to do that shit. But again, I'll tell you from my perspective, he absolutely groomed his victims. He knew, I bet you for everyone that came forward, there are more victims, but I bet you there's a hundred that he soft served is what I call it. Like he might accidentally brush against their breast or touch their buttock. And if they like, oh, what are you doing? Then he'll leave him alone because he was smart, right? He was always looking to reach out, always looking for the next victim, the next person that he could ingratiate himself to the family, use his fire chief authority and his record as a good, outstanding public citizen to do what drove him every day which is to have sex or to try to have sex or to try to groom another kid. I've seen it too many times, people. Franklin Dale Church, fuck you. That's what I got to say. And I know you're going to hear this, and I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. And I'm going to find out. I bet you're like David Constance. David Constance up at Angola telling people Christina set him up. It's all a lie. I'm not a baby raper when Christina was one of his first victims and the only one he ever had an arrest for. And that was when he took her out of state and was having sex with her when she was a kid. And then he ends up marrying her, right? Franklin Dale Church, I wonder what story you're telling. Or maybe, I, you know, I, I was going to say you're tossing salads and, and washing drawers. Um, but you know what? I think you're too smart. I think you, and just like Dave, David Constance, super intelligent, not formally educated, but super, super, super intelligent. And he's up there. I have CEOs tell me, straight the fuck up. That's what he's, he's going by. He's like trustee status now or whatever. And says, it's all a setup. What are you saying, Franklin Dale Church? Wait till I have Jasper Brock on, your attorney. Now that all your shit is done, and we're going to tell about the conclusion of the trial, then we're going to tell about your fucked up appeals process, and y'all, this is really going to send you through the roof. The shit that he tries to get off on and what his excuses are. But if you're, wherever you are in the Department of Corrections, I hope someone hears this podcast and they hear that you raped all these babies and why it's indecent behavior I don't know that's not my job but you raped all these babies you call that little girl a slut a bitch and a whore you pierced her nipples you put a dog collar on her and beat her while she called you daddy I hope you're fucking taking up the ass you punk ass bitch you're exactly where you need to be and I want the people to know the truth about you 
don't let them pull the wool over your eyes, convicts. I'm not talking about my convicts. I'm talking about Department of Corrections convicts. He is a baby raper. If he was out today, he'd be grooming another victim. It might be your kid. Franklin Dell Church, you're not going to get away with it. Y'all stay tuned next week. I'm going to have defense attorney Jasper Brock on again, and he's going to tell you everything that he knows that came from the inside of the mind of church. And I mean, he, hey, I mean, Jasper's going to tell you why this asshole went to trial, and it fits right into the profile that Franklin Dell Church thinks he's smarter than everyone else. Why he took this shit to trial. That's it. And it was a horrible episode. Unfortunately, monsters exist, people. They're just as real as the president of the United States or the governor or whatever. For every saint there is out there, every awesome person, there's a devil on the other end. Like Franklin Dell Church. Everybody hates baby rapers, except a baby raper. In prison, Department of Corrections, they call them chomos, child molesters. Anyway, I'll conclude it next week, y'all, with Jasper. I'm going to tell you how long this fuckstick got. And I, I think she got the death penalty. But it is what it is. He's still breathing air. We're paying for him to eat his, have his three hots in a cot. I'm just hoping he he's getting that little extra serving of strawberry jelly. Go follow me on Instagram, at Real Life Real Crime, or at Overton Woody. Um, like leave a review, subscribe to us. We have a podcast channel, um, Real Life Real Crime podcast. That's what you can't just type in Real Life Real Crime on YouTube where a lot of these videos are put up. And of course, we have the Real Life Real Crime community app, which I probably, right now, I actually am in Facebook jail for whatever fucking reason. And that's why I try to stay in the app mostly. Thank you to Patreon and Convicts. Y'all check out Bloody and Gola, my new podcast with Jim Chapman. It's freaking amazing. And, it, and Bloody and Gola is on Facebook and Instagram and everything else. Go and, and subscribe to it. Listen, leave us a review, and I appreciate you. If you're a lifer from Chile, if you're a lifer from Chile and you want to become an organ donor, the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, or LOPA. Go to www.lopa.org. Click on it. it. takes about two minutes. Fill out to be an organ donor. Y'all, certainly, if you're from Louisiana, I would urge you to go sign up to be an organ donor. People are dying every day waiting on organs. And it, it has to be the exact right circumstance and time for a person's organs to be used. And if it comes to that point in time, you're not going to care. Give the gift of life and sight and all that good stuff. Be a hero. Sign up to be an organ donor. And I'm Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And until next time or ever, don't let me catch you down on Murder by You. Peace. Yeah, the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to and during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will want one for you. Do you understand your rights?
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.